This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So there's a lot of doom and gloom out there and the belief that only the growth stocks are doing anything here in 2023. You know, the Teslas of the world is the only place you can find any stocks that are rallying. But there are some value stocks rallying too. Where are those this year in 2023? I'll tell you where they're not. They're not in energy. And they're not in the banks. Neither one of those areas, for the most part, are going anywhere but maybe down right now. So I do encourage people to take a look at those still hated industries and um, look around for some deals. I'll do some podcasts coming up if they continue to kind of slide here and get even cheaper. Um, I heard that uh, Buffett at Berkshire Hathaway went in with uh, buy on more Occidental Petroleum because those shares have come down along with, again, all the other producers are also low and he hasn't bought for a while. He hasn't added there in Oxy um, because we knew he's just kind of waiting to add to any of those energies until they get cheaper. And now they have. So that could be a sign that is a good buying opportunity in energy. But if you want the flip side right here, you want to feel better. You want the go-go stocks. You want Tesla, but cheap. Where can you find that in 2023? I've kind of just stumbled across it in various ways here this year. I, I can't run a magic screen really to find them, although actually I could, uh, but I didn't <laughs> because I know where a couple of these kind of unicorn stocks are this year that are value stocks, but they've got big gains and they're rallying. So um, some of these are even better scenarios than what you would find with the growth stocks because the growth stocks sold off very big in 2022. They've rallied big here, many of them to start 2023, but they're nowhere near back to say 52 week highs or even five year highs or maybe even all time highs, not even close. So these stocks, some of them are at those highs. So it's even more impressive and nobody's talking about them. So we know their values, right? They're barely even mentioned. They're never on CNBC. You never hear anybody, you know, tweeting out about them, but the, these stocks, very good performance here, and they have the upward momentum. So what are they? Uh, let's dive right in. So the first one is uh, one of the auto retailers. I used to own it in the value investor portfolio here at Saks. We did sell to cash in our profit because earnings estimates are going to be lower this year in 2023, or at least we think they are. <laughs> but um, now we're no longer in it. I still love it. It is Penske ticker PAG is the ticker. The shares have continued to rally this year. Uh, they're up 25.4% year to date over the last year. They're up 50%. They are near those 52 week and five-year highs, I believe. I didn't stretch out the chart, but I'm pretty sure they're five-year highs. PE is only 9.5, so still really cheap on a PE level. 
because last year, 2022, peak earnings of 1855. They are coming down, as I mentioned, down 18% this year so far to 1518. But one of the analysts was just raising again for this year because it might not be as uh, big of a downward slide as everybody's imagining. So we'll see. This could all play out differently, but for now, down 18.2%. And then 2024, down a little bit again, but only 1.3%. Now, why do I like Penske versus some of the other auto retailers? And it's because of its diverse portfolio. So they do have the auto retailers in the U.S., but also have exposure in um, international, in Europe, in the U.K., Germany, couple other countries, and then they also have truck dealerships. So none of the other publicly traded auto retailers have the truck side, and that area has been very hot for them as well. And then they also own 25% stake in Penske's logistics company. It's I think it is called Penske Logistics. And that area on the transport side, the logistics side, has also been real strong. So they basically have three different core areas uh, where if one you know, slows down, which, say, used car sales have slowed for sure, new car sales have slowed, then some of these others may not slow and can pick up some of the slack. And so you keep seeing them raising their dividends. They're a very good dividend pair. It is now yielding 1.7% because the shares continue to rise. So the dividend yield down a little bit, but they did just raise it again. So Penske, I still like them. They're a little bit off the highs here, but trading right near those 52-week highs. So, um, you know, I might be interested if they pull back a bit more, but we just had like a bullish report for the auto retailers on used cars that used car prices are back on the move higher again. That's bad for all of us, but that's good for someone like Penske. That means there is some demand there and they could see that aspect of their business start to heat up once again. So it's Penske PAG on the auto retail side. And then um, we're going to switch over to construction and infrastructure. So this one has been talked a little bit more about like on CNBC and Yahoo Finance and various, uh, you know, in the news in general, because construction has picked up not on home construction or apartment construction as much, but more so on the public works types of projects or hotels, that kind of thing. And the huge infrastructure bill is passed. So we're getting a big influx of cash there plus the CHIPS Act. So we're getting these announcements of new uh, facilities to make chips that are going to go in in a bunch of cities and that's all going to need construction and engineering infrastructure, all of that stuff. So the second stock is United Rentals, ticker URI. It's, it's basic, right? You don't have to be a genius to think of this stock. And a lot of people haven't. It is the largest rental equipment um, uh, renter, <laughs> leaser in the United States. Uh, and shares are up 
59.5% over the last year, and they are at those new highs. Year-to-date, up 32.6%. But the PE is just 11.4, and they now pay a dividend. They, they never have. And it was always one of my complaints against them. They always did have big share buybacks. But you know how it is. You kind of just want to get a dividend. You don't really notice the share buybacks, even though you do benefit from them as a shareholder. But the dividend, just getting that check in the mail is a little more fun. And this one is small. It's yielding only 0.3%. But something's better than nothing, right? So I like it that they have the good cash flow still, and they're deciding to give it back a little bit of it back in the dividend. So what do these earnings look like? They're not expected to decline. That's why everybody's piling into these equipment rental stocks. 2022, they made 3250. 2023, 41.69 is the estimate, up 28.3%. 2024, 45.67. That's up 9.6%. So analysts, very bullish because again, the money is going to be there. It's already passed. Congress, uh, you know, passed the bill. The president signed it. The money is being deployed. So construction on this aspect in these, you know, for bridges and roads and all of that, going to be very busy over the next couple of years. And United Rentals is going to be a big part of that. So everybody diving in there, but it does have the momentum, and that's what we're looking for. So that's United Rentals. U R I is the ticker. And then we're going to switch over to, um, I guess this is transportation, and it's on the truck side. I've talked about them before, PACAR, ticker P-C-A-R. And they um, are up on the last year, 37%, also trading near those highs, up 14% year to date. They pay the dividend to yielding 1.3%. There was a special in there too, if I remember from the last time we had him on the podcast, but you're going to have to go check because I forgot to, but I'm pretty sure they play, paid like a variable dividend too. So the yield is probably better than the 1.3. In fact, I'm pretty sure it is, but go check. Um, they make premium light, medium and heavy duty trucks. They're under Kenworth, Peterbilt and DAF brands. We all know those brands. Trucking side is very hot right now, too, because the economy was hot and they're trying to cool it, but it's not working. And we're going to need a lot of trucks with all the construction going on. So, um, and people are switching over to the EVs um, and, and even the trucks. So, that's the next thing coming as well. So what does the earnings look like? 2022, 575 they made. 2023, 611. So up 6.2%. 2024, analysts expected to be down to 557. That's down 8.9%. But it's a little early to be asking the analysts to really know what's going to be happening by 2024 in this industry because we may be in a recession. We may not be. It's it's unclear. So I'm not that worried about 2024 right now being down. PE again is 12.4. So um, not as cheap as a few of the others, but still a value here, even though it's trading near those highs. So there is something that's in common with all of these 
to some extent. We've got a couple that are involved in trucks, uh, logistics. We have construction and engineering. So I took a look at the engineering group. This is one you might want to check out. Now, not everything in it is going to be a value, but um, the engineering group is looking kind of intriguing here in 2023 because of all the stuff going on, right? They're suddenly in demand. We, we all need their services. And so this group is called Engineering R&D Services. And their rank, the industry rank for them is 72 out of 251 industries that Zach's tracks. And that puts them in the top 29% of all industries. So they're not, you know, number one or number two up there, but they are um, in the top 50, which is a good industry rank when you're looking at the industry rank um, to get some investing ideas or to find out, you know, what are kind of the hot areas in terms of rising earnings estimates. So I took a look in in that group. You can uh, click on the industry on zax.com um, under what says industry rank. So I did that and year to date, the group is up 12.3%. That's outperforming the S&P 500 easily. Um, year to date, that's up only about 4%. Over the last year, this group is up 24%. S&P 500 is down 3.5%. It's also outperformed in the three-year stack, 107% versus just about 40% for the S&P 500 now. So what is going on in this, in this industry? There are uh, 21 companies in it. I only took a look at the first page, actually, when I clicked on this. So that's even more than I thought. There's only one number one, but I'm not mentioning it. Um, but I will mention a number two. So I'm pretty sure we've talked about this stock in the past, or at least I have on some podcasts, because the name is familiar to me. It's ACOM, but it's A, E is an Edward, C-O-M, or ACOM. I don't know how they pronounce it, but you know I'm bad with names. But the ticker is A. CM. So just the three letters ACM. They have a 12.6 billion market cap. And so um, they're not small. They are trading also near their highs. One year they're up 28.4%. Year to date, just up 4.7%, however. So they've kind of stalled a little bit here year to date, but not, not uh, given up what it's gotten. They do pay dividend yielding 0.8%. And the PE though, this is why I didn't bring them up earlier. PE is at 24.7. So you can see that's pretty, uh, you know, expensive up there. I'm seeing their peg is 2.2. Um, so they're one of those ones that provides like solutions to the diverse industries. <laughs> so you never really kind of know what, what is going on? It's like consulting for, you know, engineering consulting for some of these. So unless you work there, you know, someone who works there, you're kind of like, what do they do? Um, but this is the area again, if we're building all these chip plants and all this other stuff, this is where uh, these guys are going to be in demand. So just taking a look at their earnings, expected to grow earnings this fiscal year, 5.8%. 
uh, 5.8%, and then next fiscal year, another 20%. So it is going in the right direction. It's not looking real trappy here, but shares are pretty expensive at 24.7 times. Um, I also took a look at Fastenal, which did not show up on the screen or like this uh, industry, but Fastenal is big in manufacturing, but also construction. And so I wondered what was going on with them. I've tracked them for years. I have been watching them through the sell-off. They did sell off last year, but they've been uh, rallying. Their industry is actually building products dash retail. They're in the top 21%, this industry. They're, they're ranked 52 out of 251, so even more than the um, engineering side. And But stocks haven't been performing as well. So year-to-date, this group is down 3.1%, so um, underperforming the S&P 500, which is up about 4%. Um, one year stack also around the S&P 500 down 5.5, S&P is down 3.5, and then three years it is outperforming a bit up 51% versus S&P about 40. Uh, but this group also includes Lowe's, Home Depot. There's eight companies in this group that also includes Fastenal because it's the retail side, building products slash retail. Fastenal has all those uh, stores out there, their retail locations where you know they you can buy the fasteners and um, the construction. Uh, they have the the masks and all of that too. So. What is going on with them? They are off their lows from last year, but the shares have rallied here in 2023 up 11.2%, but they haven't been cheap for forever. So PE is still at 27. They do pay that dividend yielding 2.7%. Their earnings are expected to go up, so no real value trappiness here. Well, they're not even a value. No, no trappiness. Let's just call it that. No growth trappiness, but you're not getting that big a growth. 2022, they made $1.89. 2023, expected to make $1.94. So that's up 2.7%. 2024, expected to make 205. That's up 5.6%. But I'm bringing up Fastenal and all, all of what their earnings look like because if we're going into recession, if, if manufacturing is already in a recession, why is the earnings holding up? Why aren't those on the decline? They should be. Um, they shouldn't be on the rise after last year. Um, so this is a little bit of conundrum, seeing a little bit different because construction itself, even though manufacturing is in a recession, construction side in some aspects is not. We're seeing it weaken in residential, even in multifamily now, but. You have the big infrastructure bill, as I mentioned earlier, and you have the chip plants being built. You have EV plants. You have um, the lithium. They're they're building refining plants for lithium. They're building uh, lithium production facilities. Like all this is still going on at the same time. These other areas are struggling. So fast and all, not looking too bad here not really signaling an overall economic recession, even though manufacturing may be in one. Their earnings aren't signaling it. But I do caution people to not uh, completely read 
everything into what the earnings estimates are saying because the analysts are usually behind the times. When the business does change, if things slow considerably further in the second half of the year, the analysts will be behind and the cuts will come after the slowdown is already occurring. So keep that in mind. That's why I'm only just keeping an eye on Fastenal. I'd love to buy it, but it needs to get a lot cheaper than a PE of 27 for me, even with that nice dividend of 2.7%. But I expect to get over a 3% yield on a bigger sell-off of these shares and a PE that has to go, for me, below 20. Um, same thing with Acom. I'm going to get greedy here, and I feel there's plenty of other cheap stocks. I just... Uh, you know, mentioned three others that are hitting or at their new 52-week highs that are all trading um, under 15 times, and one of them is under 10 times on the PE portion of of the valuations. So I can find cheaper at least on PE, and so I will seek that out versus you know diving in too early on some of these others and chasing on some of these others when I can just chase the cheap ones, right? Um, cheap and momentum, that's not a bad combination really. Uh, but on any pullback, I would be interested in you know jumping in on some of these, but there just hasn't been a pullback, not yet. So you gotta be patient, you gotta be Buffett. He's waited, he's waited at least I think six months or maybe more now since his last buy of Occidental, I think it was last summer, so even longer. He's waited uh, possibly nine months to buy again. That that doesn't seem like very long, right? So you, we can wait a little bit longer to get some of these names cheaper, um, or you want to follow the momentum and you know they still got it. So I'm tracking all these. And there are others. So it's not all doom and gloom out there with value stocks. It's not all about Tesla or some of the other growthy tech names being the ones that are up big this year. Um, you know, not that many people, if anybody, is talking about Penske. And that is up 25.4% here year to date so far. So let's recap the stocks again. There was Penske, which I just mentioned. PAG is the ticker. That's the auto retailer. United Rentals on the equipment rental side, they are the biggest, the number one, the most obvious one if you're going to buy one. And everybody is because it's at those highs. URI is the ticker. Then we had Picar. They make trucks. Ticker PCAR is the ticker there. And then be sure to check out and keep on your short list and watch list some of those in engineering R&D services. So the one I just picked out of thin air is ACOM, ticker ACM. They are a number two rank and um, you get a dividend there too with ACOM. And then I wrapped it up with Fastenal. They're in building products retail along with Home Depot and Lowe's and a few others. And they're not cheap. But year-to-date, those shares up 11.2%. Fast and all, ticker F-A-S-T. F is in Frank, A, S is in Sam, T is in Tom. And as always, I'm looking for value stocks every week. I know all of you are. It's not a bad time to be a value investor. Um, I would like to get things a little cheaper, as I mentioned. So patience is 
a virtue here in 2023, and it is key. But take a look at some of the areas that aren't rallying, the areas where Buffett just bought in in Occidental, in energy, lots of value there, lots of cheap PEs, and the stocks have come down pretty dramatically off their highs. So some value there, and also in the banks, banks getting beat up once again on uh, you know some of these recession fears and that the Fed may have to go further than expected, um, which could hit and impact loans that the banks have out there. So it's um, interesting times out there as a value investor. You got to be nimble and you got to look beyond where we have been looking because I don't think many people are really looking in construction right now or, um, you know, some of these kind of transportation areas. That's unusual. So as always, you want to be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode because I'm bringing you the value stacks every week here and we will have more to come next week. Get us on Apple Podcasts, get us on Spotify. We're on Amazon Music. Be sure to get us somewhere and I'll see you again next week with those value stacks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.